You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome into Kindred Spirits, your Washington Spirit Podcast. I am your host, John. Ted is on assignment. Uh, we're not doing a normal live episode, so you are not able to listen to us live on Twitch Mondays at uh, around 9 o'clock when we get to the Spirit Talk. But instead, we had a special guest, and I figured you guys wouldn't mind. So we have Andy Sullivan, uh, captain of the Washington Spirit, U.S. Women's National Team midfielder, and also multiple-time uh, uh, guest to the show. Andy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Of course, anytime. So let's get started. we got a lot of questions. I want to make sure we get through them. So She Believes Cup, coming off the back of some appearances in 2021, you've had an opportunity to really show off your skill set for Vlatko and the rest of the coaching staff, including three starts in the three games uh, at the tournament. What's it been like for you to have that long run in a time of slight transition for the team to really show you know, what you bring to the table? Yeah, it's been uh, a long journey, and I was reflecting after the challenge or after a well, challenge cup. Yikes! You can tell what's on my mind after the she believes <laughs> we'll get there. cup. Um, after the she believes cup, about how that was really the first time that I've been at the tournament and got a lot of minutes. So that was super exciting for me um, individually, and like you said, for the team. Um, there's a lot of players like me, or um, even less experienced than me, in the team getting an opportunity. So I think. Um, the energy is really good. The vibe is good. Um, and it's kind of, it was great to get the first few games of the year under the way and, um, hopefully we'll just keep improving from there. So exciting times ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to your home and away or as home and home against Uzbekistan. I think that the, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what the line will be on goals, but I think, I think it's going to be high. <laughs> uh, also exciting for you, probably uh, half the team, uh, on the national team right now are also your teammates. That's new. I think Jason Anderson called it the United Washington state spirit or something. I butchered it, but there's a clever <laughs> thing he named for it. So I imagine that's a lot of fun to have that super tight connection, on and off the field as you're playing for your country. Maybe a little bit of a, not that you need it because you've been here before, but like a security blanket on the field. Like I know what these people are going to do no matter what. Yeah, I think it's so fun um, for all of us at the Spirit. Fun when we're there with the national team together and fun when we're back home. I think it just really builds the relationship. Um, I think there is a familiarity and a comfort level there, but at the same time, I think the way the Spirit play and the way the national team play, there are lots of subtle differences. So um i think we're all i think it's really good for all of us and our relationships on the field on both teams um and obviously off the field it's a ton of fun so win-win and i'm happy for everybody but i feel like i am extremely happy for ashley hatch who just can't stop scoring and i remember talking to her i remember talking to her uh at the beginning of last season i think and i said you know what what are they what are they looking for for you and she's like, they just want me to score goals. Like, they want me to score goals for my club team and then hopefully score goals for the national team. I was like, well, thinking now, I was like, well, you, you appear to have done that. <laughs> Good job. She's doing that quite well. She can't stop. Um, yeah. If only that feedback and success were so simple for the rest of us. Right. Like, hey, just crush it. It'd yeah. be absolutely awesome. It's the benefit of having and a simple metric, it. right? Like, the one, like <laughs> goal scorer metrics That's are true. easier. Uh Last national team, I'm I'm not going to address the thing. I'm going to ask a question that's general, and you can you can impart the thing. How would you characterize the mood and the spirit of the locker room currently uh, with the, with, the, with around camp? And you are, you already with sort the, of alluded to it with the national team. Yeah, having a good time. Um, <laughs> yes, we're having a good time. We're working hard and being good to each other at the same time. So um, 
Yes. Excellent. I think that I think everybody gets that. Good. Um, so back turning to the this, the focus of this podcast. Uh, returning champion is a new dynamic for you in the spirit. <laughs> uh, how does that change the way that preseason has felt? Um, I'm obviously you. It's a bit of an interrupted preseason, but um, but has it felt as you as you have been in, and how teammates are sort of talking about expectations and goals? Yeah, I think for me, no preseason I've ever had of the spirit has ever been the same. <laughs> like, so there's not. It's there's always so much change every year, so it's always hard to compare. Um, however, I feel like the messaging from the get-go of preseason was like, Hey, we're here to defend the title. We're here to, you know, be back-to-back champions. And I think, and we've done it once. So it's like, we know we can do it and we have to do it again. So I think that mindset and focus has been so good. Um, and I think, yeah, we lost a few pieces, but we also gained, kept a lot of pieces and added some and so I'm looking around thinking we're good we and we're really gonna push it and I'm really excited it is it is wild normally when you have a double expansion a championship year there's always turnover usually because the team that's assembled to win that championship has some veteran players has some players on high salary they got to move off it almost seems like the and the goal was not to win last season. Obviously, you always want to win, but as they constructed the roster, it was like this is a plan we're building for the future. This is a young roster. We'll see how it goes. And oops, actually, we won the whole thing, which then puts you in a, posi- a better position than you could have ever imagined for a repeat. And I think if you look at, you know, for all that the NWSL preseason rankings are worth, and all of the projections before games are actually played, which I think if we look at last year's and saw how things worked out, you know, it's not not too much. But I think everyone sort of acknowledges that fact that there's, it's hard to imagine you're not the team to beat. Although I did see betting line on the challenge cup and the spirit are the fourth most likely team to win. I think that's because I talked to Chris about it and he tipped his hand about how he was uh, approaching the cup versus, (laughs) versus maybe some other team. We'll assume I've moved the line. It's hard to know. Um, (laughs) You know about all that more than I do. I have not looked into that. So I think. No, you shouldn't. I'll Andy, let you speak Andy, to it. you shouldn't. I don't even know why I did. I don't even know why it exists necessarily. Why there's betting lines for a preseason tournament, but I saw it, so it exists. Um, speaking of Chris, I had a chance to sit down with him for a very long interview. Chris, again, thank you for <laughs> thank you for all of the time you provided. Um, I don't think a short a short interview or a short conversation with Chris exists. I've learned. I've learned that now. I know. I know to. I know to clear the calendar for both of us. Um, but part of what we talked about was. He talked extensively about the desire to move this club to a global brand of excellence and really set the highest standards. And I think for a lot of people, you can sort of set that aside. I think everyone says that. I don't think there's a club that exists. Charlotte FC is probably talking about the same thing. Everybody, that's sort of the brand. But I, I, I feel a conviction about it. And I think also new ownership has that same conviction uh, and, you know, rumors to spend that money to sort of make, you know, to reinforce that that concept. How far does that feel for you from your rookie year and how that year felt and how it went on the field to now getting to a point where you're saying, I want to be not the best team in NWSL. We did that already. We're going to keep doing that, but I want to be the best team in the world. What's how, how big of a mental shift for that uh, is that for you? It's a big mental shift. And I feel not just for my rookie year, but all even last year, even though we won, I still feel like. I'm recovering from that experience in a way. So I haven't fully shifted my mind. I think last year really taught me to like stay present and stay grounded. And um, so it's weird for me almost to be like, oh, this is a legitimate goal 
successful in pursuit. And like you said, with like the new ownership coming in, I think that really um, there's a little bit more behind it. I think um, past ownership had that idea and that vision, but things fell through a lot. Um, and right now it doesn't feel like that's the case. It feels like we're really have a strong foundation, really going to push forward. Um, so it is very exciting. I don't know. Yeah. What to say you just got to keep, <laughs> you just got to keep winning. So from your perspective, yeah. the job on the field stays the same. It's all about everyone on everyone else on the other side of the, of the, the ball to really. And I, I think that's a part of it is because in the past, so much of, um, my energy and others' energy, players was spent worrying about other things, and right now I feel like I can just worry about my play, and that's how it should be. So, you just led me to a new question I didn't have written down. So, I, th- I think I heard you talk about this on maybe Z Soccer podcast potentially. Oh yeah, there I may be a time on their show. There may be a crossover in our listenership. I think that there we have enough like DC Soccer podcast that it's it's possible that everyone <laughs> listens to everyone. It's entirely possible. Anyway, you, you talked about players getting to focus about what's the play on the field versus everything else that they've had to. The Spirit had another level, another tier of that, another level of that. But all NWSL players now are working for the first time under a collective bargaining agreement and, and, and an agreement for multiple years. Uh, talk, you know, we already, you, I, like I said, you already you sort of touched this somewhere else, but for listeners who maybe haven't gotten a chance to to hear that yet, what does that mean for you and all the players that you've talked to and also Tori in her position of leadership really helping to really, you know, pull this thing across the finish line? How, how big of is it for you, at, for you personally, for the team, and then for the league as a whole to to finally make this big step forward that probably has been a little bit overdue? Yeah, I can't begin to say enough about Tori Huster um, as a leader, as a person, and everyone on the bargaining committee put in so much work, and it was so difficult, um, so much time, frustration, and, like, it's so hard to, as a, as a leader of a small team, it's hard to get the consensus of a group, and it's hard to make everyone happy and excited. And I feel like that's what the CBA committee did across the whole league, which is so hard um, while negotiating for those things. So it just is absolutely incredible. Um, Again, everyone was like so excited to get it done. It was really dicey to get it done because we really needed to get it done before we reported. We were totally prepared not to report, um, which was scary, but absolutely necessary in order to get it done. and I think it's it's definitely inspired a lot of reflection because we were I was thinking about the past leagues and past players in this league who were playing without those protections, like simple protections. Um, and it's just kind of shocking. But at the same time, it's so exciting to know that like we have a group now we have a great CBA that's going to keep improving for for us and for future players in the league. So um, it's really been interesting to think about that um, from both, you know, both ends of that time spectrum. Yeah, it was obvious too that you guys did have that credibility of a of a potential work stoppage or, or a strike on mm-hmm. your side. Um, I think we talked about it at the time. Like you guys have never had a stronger hand having the national team players come back into the union for the first time, getting to have that sort of unified voice versus sort of the haves and have nots, which is the real problem in sort of that bifurcated labor union that you guys didn't have to have this time. So I think that's yeah. that's really important. You mentioned something else that that jogged my mind about sort of the the challenge of trying to make everybody happy uh, in a locker room. And this came up sort of, Chris sort of brought this up and it was talking and I'll, I'll give you the background for where it came up. 
it was part of a extremely long question about sort of the the way that he encountered the locker room sort of mid-season and realizing that he didn't necessarily need to put his stamp on things and have everything go his way and he really cleared space for leaders like yourself and Tori and other other players on the team to do what needed to be done, say what needed to be said and not have him sort of as a first-time head coach do what you think you'd do and be like, I got to make sure everybody knows that I'm the boss just because of everything that had gone on. It was not the time. But I think about, uh, he talked about the challenges in a locker room, particularly this year. So off the field stuff for one thing, but even the COVID stuff, you have people from different backgrounds who have different ideas about different things on an, on an idea that's clearly controversial in the general public. Like it's obvious it be, it became almost a culture war concept beyond sort of the way that you would normally think a shot or not a shot would be. And you have to honor all those different perspectives about politics, which which also came a lot up a lot last year, about this, mm-hmm. which became Paul. How did you, how are you part of a group that facilitated a conversation and understanding between these different groups in order to stay focused on the field? Because I know for sure, I think about, and it's not the same, but I think about when you work with someone at a job and politics sort of bleeds into it or something in a way that's different and you sort of look at them a little bit different or you like your work kind of suffers because it just doesn't, you're not, you don't feel like you're all rowing in the same direction necessarily all the time. So how big of a challenge was it to sort of hear everyone out, let everyone be heard and still sort of move forward? And how did you keep that sort of volatile mix of difference of opinions from influencing how things went on the field? Yeah, I think like Chris, I also learned about like kind of just stepping back and letting people like letting letting other people do their thing. And I think I did so similarly where, you know, my and my leadership style kind of changed a little bit where I was a little bit um, less vocal sounds bad, but I guess maybe that's part of it. And I. Um, kind of tying back to what you were really getting at is I, I love trying to understand why people think the way they do and like what experiences shaped them to think that way and um, why they make decisions they make like that's always so I think from my perspective like that's what I always try to do when there's any type of like conflict or conversation or variety of opinion I'm like well explain to me like your opinion or like ask them questions about it um, to really just understand. And I think that that's kind of like a strength of mine is like seeing people, um, or seeing a variety of perspectives, um, and understanding why people may think the way they think, even if I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, and I think that even though there was so much going on, I don't feel like it, really really negatively affected our personal relationships with each other like you were saying like oh people like looked at each other a little differently and I don't think that happened a lot and if it did I think that people were able to like address it um and talk about it it's like you have so many opportunities to have individual conversations and I feel like that's where things can really be understood and repaired so it's not easy (laughs) um And especially if you want to be unified, like people have different ideas of what that means. Um, 
And I think that sometimes uh, I love knowing like the exact right thing to do and the exact right answer. And I've really kind of let go of that. Like that sometimes that is, doesn't exist in the moment. Um, maybe it will, but not trying to force that and like really just continuing to think and rethink and revisit and update. And that's all you can really do. Well, I just want to compliment you because that's evident. I mean, uh, we get to know you how well we get to know you. Right. But, I, you know, I think about your answer you gave to Andre about about the anthem. And I th- and that's you. You did exactly that as, as far as understanding what you know and what you don't know and what you can control and what you can't control. And then, you know, sort of to that point, like there were people that would look at the way that the team would do the, the, the anthem stuff and you did what you mm-hmm. did. And I think that's a, I think that's a great example. You, it's obviously a conversation that was going on. It could have gone away where everyone's going to do this. I don't really care what you guys think about this. Would that have meant a lot if the people who were doing it didn't want to do it? I think it's, I think is an argument to be made that maybe not. Uh, I think if you get, if you coercive cooperation, doesn't really breed change. It doesn't make people understand anything any better. It just makes them feel cowed to the point where they can't actually say and express what they want to say. And if they can't do that, then they can't ever prog- they can't ever make progress. So I editorializing a little bit, but I just want to say that I I, re- I really respect that about you, and I've noticed that numerous times in the you know little bit of time I've I've gotten to follow the team. Anyway, thank you. Appreciate yes. that. <laughs> Back to the field, uh, Chris. Also in in the in our in our epic conversation, we talked about the challenge cup a little bit, the thing that definitely moved the, the line in Vegas. Uh, and he said that this, <laughs> this year is much more of a shake out the rust. Hey everyone, this is John. Are you enjoying the show? We hope you are. And if you are, we'd really appreciate it if you took a second to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Those reviews help new people discover the show and they help us grow our audience. And if you've got a friend or a family member who likes soccer, tell them about us. Thanks. And back to the show figure out the roster decisions, try different styles of play, getting to institute systems that maybe they didn't get to do last year because of everything that happened. Um, Richie last year, I think, said he wanted to win it pretty aggressively so, and everybody wants to win. No one wants to lose. But does that clarity at the onset help manage internal expectations for playing time, for minutes, for what you're hoping to actually get out of this? Or are you going to revert to, we just want to win the game? (laughs) I think it's going to be tough. Um, I think, because like you said, everyone wants to win. Um, And I think we, we felt similarly last year where we're like, we want to win. I think this year we have a, we just have more, more depth and more combinations that we need to try. Um, Especially if we're going to have so many players gone for international duty. Like I think, just to be able to have the flexibility in formation or, you know, positions for some players and things like that. Um, So that's how I'm approaching the challenge cup too. Um, I think it will be interesting to see, I think in the heat of the moment, you, we all may be like, well, screw that. Like (laughs) screw the wait for the season. Like I want to win now. Um, But yeah, I do. I do think there will be a lot of 
building through Challenge Cup for us. And um, you've got some returning injured players that have to reintegrate themselves into the first team with, the, with your first choice 11. So yeah. I, I, I join many people being very excited to see Bailey Feist with the rest of this attack in midfield. Yes. I cannot wait. That was a, that was a cruel, that was a cruel injury that sort of took that away from us uh, last year with the team that we, yeah, we she was looking so like she would have been MVP of the team of the season, maybe of the league. Like that's how good she was looking last year. Um, but, and I've had that experience too, where it's like, I feel like I'm playing the best soccer ever. And then you tear your ACL and it's like, you've done it once you can do it again. Yep. So I feel like we're all so excited to hear her back, to see Avery back, see Jordan back. Um, it's just only going to give us huge boosts. So speaking of cups, uh, the ICC cup is exciting for the fans. And I know we don't actually know who's going to be in it yet. It's still not really necessarily announced. Maybe you guys do, but as far as the general public doesn't know yet. Uh, are you guys excited? I, I think you'd probably be excited to have an opportunity to, to measure yourself against, you know, the top teams in Europe and sort of really, you know, you're not there to defend NWSL, but the idea is always like, we play in the best league in the world and now we get an opportunity to prove it. Like, are you, it's, it's early. You got months and months. Obviously you got other things to do, yeah. but is it something that's in your mind? Are you excited about getting a chance to do that? Yes, if we are, I think you're. I think you're, like I think you you're confirmed. I yeah, yeah, I think you're confirmed. I, I don't really know. Um, but if you were, yes, I. If we were, <laughs> um, I think it's so cool to see just an NWSL team playing another team from another country. I think that will be really cool to kind of compare leagues, like you said. Um, I, I personally, when I hear that, I think, okay, you have the Challenge Cup. You have regular season, you have international duty, and then you have the ICC. I just think, where are these extra games going to fit in? And how am I going to fit And that's just a concern that I have um, that mutes my excitement, I guess, sure. for what the games could be. Um, so I think it's a really cool opportunity, and I hope I get to embrace it fully. Um but yeah, I think like where are these extra games? Like are these midweek games we're fitting in? Do the games that we play potentially against the other NWSL team, does that count for the regular season or does it not? Because then that affects how you play the other games. Like it just gets really wild. So um, I think the concept is awesome. And I'm also curious because like I've never played for a European team. So I think, um, or played a European club team. So I think it would be really exciting and cool for for me to just experience. So I'm excited. Well, since I moved the line last time, I'll, I'll come up with some solutions here on the fly. One, if you're in the ICC, you don't have to play in the challenge cup. Two, you could make, you could make <laughs> move the, cha the challenge cup. You could move the like challenge cup, cup and not a preseason. I could go off about that. You could, you could make the challenge cup, a challenge cup slash open cup tournament where you, yes. where you bring in these new, this new league, this new, this new third division league. It's obviously, I think the NWSL clubs will watch them, but that doesn't matter. We got to yeah. have the games. I, I think that's how you, you just make it. There's not, I, I get why they do it the way they do it, but there's, there's a fix. And I think that as the league grows and matures, they've got to understand that they can treat it like any other league. All the other leagues figure out a way to integrate cups and make it cohesive and exciting. Yes. We'll we have it. had this conversation in the locker room many times. Um, yeah. I, I feel, again, I'm really excited for, to play a game this weekend. Right. <laughs> um, but I feel like the challenge cup in concept is a little tricky. I agree. All right. We had some fun questions to wrap this up. I remember talking before last season uh, and we talked about how nice it has been for you to be on the same coast as your husband, as Drew. Uh, now you're around each other all the time, I suspect. 
This happens in all <laughs> this happens in all relationships. What's one new thing about him that you've learned from all this time in close quarters? For example, is he like all men in the world and leaves the cabinets open in the kitchen for some reason? Oh wow, this is a good one. This is a good question. Um <laughs> right now I'm thinking about the things that I do that drive him crazy. <laughs> That's fine. We can we can so go that way. Um like a, a hand towel in the kitchen obviously it's like on the oven and he just uses it and like leaves it where it is but like there was a time where i would use it for something and i would like it, i wouldn't put it back to where it belonged so it would like end up on the counter and then like it got crazy where i was like leaving it in other rooms and then he was like okay you can't keep doing this like he would send me a picture of me leaving just a picture of the towel sitting somewhere random where I forgot it. Um, so that's what I, the first thing that I think of is kind of like a running joke with the hand towel. Um, he's, he's doing all right. If that's the line, if that's, if that's yeah. the first thing he's, he's doing okay. Yeah. We're, Good. we're pretty easy. Um, I, my kid just pulls all those towels easy. off and just throws them away and I can't find them anymore. So that's, that's uh, my current yeah. kitchen towel situation. Uh, I feel like it's a lot of like kitchen stuff. <laughs> well, you spend like, a lot of time used, in there. Well, yeah. And you're like used to doing things your way. Sure. Um, for me, it was, he would, what bothered, what bothered me about what he did is he would leave like the sponge in the sink. Oh, that's a, that's a man thing for sure. We and do, I we do like, be like that. Can you not leave it in the sink? <laughs> can you like put on the side so it doesn't go gross? That's why they make um, the thing for that. And yet we still just throw it. We squeeze it. Was he, did he squeeze it at least? Or was it wet and in the sink? Oh, wet and in the sink. Better. That's not it. True. But again, if that's if those are the biggest of our problems, sure. we're doing pretty well. I agree. And if we can communicate about things that bother us effectively and fix them, then we're that's the doing secret. Great. That's the secret. Andy. Yeah. Uh, all right. One. This is my last controversial question. We get some reader questions okay. that we're going to whip through in three <laughs> minutes. Cherry, <laughs> no cherry, much. cherry blossom kit question. I have some uh, very dedicated listeners that care a lot about this, like a lot, a lot about okay. this. Uh, Chris punted this question to the players when I asked about oh, it, dear. even though the man has a tattoo, clearly, clearly putting him in the pro camp. Um, you know, <laughs> there, there was some reporting that said that the players saw some samples and didn't like them. I will not be asking who didn't like them and who did like them. That is not what I'm going to do. But what I will ask is, do you feel like with the right layout, the right template, the right, whatever, it's something that you would be excited to wear. And you think other players on the team would be excited to wear. Yes, I do think that with the right setup, to be honest, if the fans love it and I'm comfortable, it's a comfortable jersey, I'm game. That's my perspective. Um, and if it's like relevant, which we've obviously seen that it is. Apparently it is, especially, yes. <laughs> especially, I feel like it would be really cool if we're going to continue to do a Challenge Cup tournament. I feel like it'd be a great Challenge Cup kit because... Sorry, we're having the You're issue fine. where my room is getting dark again. That's okay. <laughs> it's it's fun. We, we, we predicted it before we started the show, and it is indeed happening. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. Now I feel bad. But so anyways, um, I will say that a sample was shared, and the sample, it reminded was, me a lot of Louisville's kit. Okay. Which, so it was derivative. It was a thing that it, it didn't feel yes, unique. It, okay. It looked it looked good, but it was like, well, Louisville just did this, a similar thing, and we would look like we were just trying to copy Louisville. 
That's a good reason. I was un- I was under that the was impression. I right. I was under the impression it was just like this is too frou frou. This is too pink. This is too whatever. And it was just something you didn't want to get. But it was more for you no. at least. It was like and this you is can tell life. the avid listener fans that it was me who felt that it that it looked too like Louis man. Louis. All right, breaking and news. Breaking news. There That's were others, but I can honestly say that yes, I was involved and I felt that way. But right. yeah, I don't think that like people would be. Yes, players would be into it if if it was right. Oh man, I know a very excited <laughs> I know a very excited listener. All right, quickly, I'm going to run through these questions in the next minute. Uh, Doug <laughs> Doug says, "When did you all get a dog, and what breed are they?" <gasps> okay, um, we got a dog like a few days ago. <laughs> hey, this is John. I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support our work and keep this train running on time, there's a couple of ways that you can support us. First, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Any amount you'd like to give is great. Our Patreons will get the full audio of our shows on Monday night every week, a day or three days earlier than everyone else. You could also subscribe to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash rfkrefugees. You can either use your own money or utilize your one free monthly subscription if you have Amazon Prime. And lastly, you could buy merch. We have stickers and scarves available on rfkrefugees.com, and we'll have t-shirts available later this season. We love doing this show for you guys and appreciate all the support we've received over the years. Now, back to the show. (laughs) Um, Less than a week ago, and she is a terrier pit mix. Um, we rescued her from a great place called Pedian Friends. They're based out of Rockville. Um, but I think they're also going to join forces with DC Paws, which will nice. be more DC based. Um, they're awesome and do a lot of beautiful work and save a lot of animals from high kill shelters. So if you were looking for a new best dog or cat friend, look them up. Also, City Dogs DC is another one you should look at. Uh, I have I have good experiences from there. So there's plenty of options uh, if you want great. a new dog in the DC area. Uh, VunzerRT18 on Twitter says, with a chance of at least 8 to 10, 7 for the U.S. team alone, players possibly being called in for international duty. This is sort of a slam dunk for you. Do you feel the remaining squad members will be able to carry the team in your absence? Granted, you haven't, oh. got, a chance to, you haven't got a chance to see them yet, but in, in training, you feel like you're in good hands. No. I feel like we have, I look around training and I'm like, that person's so good. That person's so good. That everybody. And I think like, it's a long season too. Not only like, you know, there are times where players were playing, you know, not a hundred percent and we'll have the options to like rotate people. And if everyone's gone in international duty, we will have a fantastic starting 11. So I'm so thrilled about all of our players. It's going to be awesome. There we go, folks. Still buy tickets during international windows. If the, the league is not paused, <laughs> don't avoid games wherever the games yes, are being played. No, it'll be awesome. It'll be more fun even. Uh, Angus Long says, have you guys moved into the new training facility yet? And if so, what's it like in comparison to Episcopal? Yes, we are at um, DC United's Performance Center, I think. The United Performance Center, is that what I think that's their. Um, I think that is their branded. They got to they gotta brand that a little bit better. They got to figure out something yeah. more. Um, and it's great. Um, Episcopal treated us really well. Their field was awesome, but we did not really have a great like locker room or gym or treatment scenario. Um, and at DC's place, we do. We have our a great locker room, tr- great treatment area. We share their gym, which is great. Um, our the you know we have a top notch field, so everything. We have everything we need and everything we need is in one place. And that was 
very huge. So it's made the last few weeks. Are you, and you're um, on track, you're on track to get your own locker rooms at that same facility sometime this year. Is that correct? Based on reporting? Yeah. Well, we, we have our own locker room. We're looking to add our own gym. Okay. Um, and kind of expand out like our, expand out our space a little bit, have, you know, a little, little more to it. Well, it's modular. They can do that. That's the good thing about the way they designed mm-hmm. it. It seems like they can just keep pushing it out. And that's so yeah. for that's so for you guys. You don't have to worry about who's in where at what time. You guys can just both at the same time be practicing and doing exactly the same. Th- I think that's great. Yeah, um, so nice. <laughs> last last question, and one of these one of these questions. There was a combo question. We sort of answered it by the challenge cup. But at Emily underscore Gertis on Twitter says, "What is this? Is kind of a relevant question for what we just asked about. What is something you'd like to see going forward?" to build a stronger relationship with DC United. I think you have, you're in an interesting position to answer this question with your yeah. husband uh, being a nailed on starter right now. DC. Right. Right. You're very tight. Um, you have a very good relationship with DC United. What's, <laughs> what's something you want to see the, the, the teams do better, maybe not do better. I don't want to frame it that way, but what are you excited to see in a more constructive relationship between the two clubs in the coming year? Yeah. Well, I feel like, I've already started to see it where you have this like promo going on. I think for April, the first week of April games, like if you like deals to buy a ticket for both games, I think it's a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, I'd love to see a double header. Yes. And I really hope that happens. Soon, <laughs> but um, yes. I think it'd be super fun. And I think that like, I think we both want to, I've talked to my teammates and I've talked to, drew and drew's talked to his teammates and i've talked to his teammates and like i think we all want to kind of get to just get to know each other better especially like player to player um and go watch each other's games um you know obviously i go to a lot of games but um other players did last season too and really enjoyed it and um drew and some of his teammates came to one of the national team games in in la um and they enjoyed it and they've definitely wanted to come to see some spirit games so i hope it will just be easy for us to just like support each other and get to know each other um and i think now that things are um friendlier from top down that it will be easier andy i thank you for taking the time once again for kindred spirits uh and uh, just just to be sure you're not the one holding up the release of the schedule right it's not you you're not the you're not the (laughs) problem person no, not I, you. Can, I am not the problem person. It's not the same as the jersey. Thing. That's right. <laughs> I'm so not, I'm not holding it hostage. Spread spread your blame around on Twitter. Uh, you can yeah. go. You can come in Andy for some things, but not everything. Yeah. Andy, thank you so much <laughs> for joining. Where can where should they want to yell at you about uh, about the jersey? Where can they find you on uh, on social media? Um, I am. <laughs> You're like I'm not on social media <laughs> yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, at Washington Spirit. <laughs> um, <laughs> My Instagram is at Sunny Sully, and it's S U N N Y S U L L I. And my Twitter is at Sunshine underscore Sully, um, but Sully there is spelled with a Y. And I really, really regret that they don't match. Um, I made them a long time ago, and I've never fixed it because now I feel like I'm in too deep. So I'm sorry. You are in too deep. But if I could spell Sully, just to clarify, I'd probably spell it with a Y. So I don't know what I was thinking when I threw the I in there. So never do that. If anyone is trying to do a shorthand for Andy's name, don't do the I, even though Instagram says. I mean, you can. You can. Yeah. But well, yeah. 
don't if you do. Anything goes. <laughs> Anything goes. Andy, thank you so much. Everybody, thanks for joining the show. Sorry it wasn't a live show, but I think that you're going to enjoy this more. We'll be back next week where we actually have a game to talk about because it actually occurred and I'm not just making stuff up on a weekly basis. So join <laughs> us Monday night, next Monday night at 8. 30 live to listen to United 96 and talk DC United and then stay till 9 p.m. to listen to Washington Spirit Talk on Kindred Spirits. Thank you so much and we'll talk to you next Monday.